This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to Bet Online today and get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. At the Top of Thunder podcast, I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats, where you're part of the BLEAV network. And this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. I am back after a hiatus. I have not been on the past couple podcasts. Uh, shout out to Alex and Matt Tierney for holding down the fort on that. We're going to get Tierney for a sec- here in a second because he's got a lot to say. But first, we've also got to get somebody else returning to the podcast for the first time in the regular season. Yeah, He won the only the man to myth the legend, the underscone Ooh. Connor. What up, Cone? Not much, man. It's great to have hoops back. It's been an amazing start to the season. I feel like there's been very few blowouts. It's been a lot of uh, overtime games, clutch games, game winners. Thunder 3-1. and one. Great start to the season. I know our 2-0 and o start was the first one since Russ's MVP year. I don't know the last time we started 3-1. and one. I think we were 4-0 that Russ MVP season, if I remember right. But... Mm-hmm. We're looking good. Uh, things have been good so far. I know we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the Pistons game, which just wrapped up here a little bit. But yeah, it's been awesome to have Thunder Hoops back. The team is looking good out there. Uh, great performances. Chet's been unbelievable so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I can get more into it when we talk about the game. Some of my thoughts on this game and then the other ones. But I know we've got someone who's itching to go on a little bit of a rant here against everyone's favorite uh, sports network. I'll, I'll pass it over to Tierney for you, Dylan. I'll, I'll send it over to him now because he looks okay. like he's about to come. break right through the <laughs> webcam right there. So I'll Thank send it you your I got you. Listen, guys, I – oh, man. I, I I don't know. You you all are not local to Oklahoma City right now, not. which no, sucks. I, 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 hope you, I hope you guys are soon. I'd love to have you guys here in Oklahoma. Uh, but, guys, uh, I I have to talk about Bali Sports. Um, Anyone who lives in Oklahoma City or Oklahoma in general is furious right now. I, I want to paint the, a quick picture and I want to do a quick rant. Uh, Dylan, permission to do uh, a four-minute rant. Four you know what? I'm going to set a timer. and like, it, Please do. If the timer goes off and you're still talking, like we're just going to move on. Please do. I, I, I don't want to go too long. All right, ready to go. I... Can okay, can you can you guys hear me from over here? Yeah, from back there, yeah. <laughs> okay. I have to get up for this because I'm so, I'm so mad, dude. I listen. Sorry, the, this this company, like I logged on to Bali Sports. 
seven o'clock central time. And what happens? Oh, we have to do an auto update. What is that auto update? Okay, whatever. Auto update on the app store. And then what's that? Oh, the login doesn't work anymore. Okay, that's fine. Let me just log in again. It doesn't work. What happens? Not like we can't get into the app. We can't get in the app, Poly Sports. What do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? All the Thunder fans who are who are trying to watch. I'm not in, I'm not in screen right now, so I have to sit down. What do you want us to do to, to watch the game? There, there's I I have NBA League Pass, a free, a free seven-day trial with with YouTube TV. I tried to I tried to watch the game there. No, guess what? It's blacked out because blacking out games locally is a thing that still happens and I can't watch it on, on NBA league pass. So you know what? I still have to go to Bali sports. It doesn't work. I can't log into the app. You know what I tried to do? I tried to buy, not really, but I tried to buy the Bali sports plus like service, the subscription $20 a month, by the way, mm. it doesn't work. You can't do anything on this on the Bali Sports app. Nothing works. You can you can try anything you want. It will just say failed, and it doesn't tell you why. And you know what's the kicker to all of this? I tried to go to customer service, and there are two two avenues of customer service. There is a there is a chat service, and there is an email service. Obviously, the email service is the long-term send your thing out and you'll get it back in a few days. And then the chat service is the <clears throat> chat service, excuse me, the short-term version. Guess which one of the services did not work, even when you clicked on it. That's right. It was the chat service. You could only email them. You could only email the Bali Sports Service. You mm -hmm. could not do the direct chat Bali Sports Service. You know why? Because they knew they were fucked. Sorry for my language. I'm gonna get real, real pissed off. Because they were fucked, dude. They knew they were screwed from the get-go. Because they sent out a tweet on Bali Sports, whatever fucking page they were on, and they were like, hey guys, sorry, it doesn't work. And and listen, I wish I had seen that earlier because. If I did, I would have made provisions beforehand. But I logged in at the normal time every day, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to be great! I'm going to have the video. I'm going to have the game on. I'm going to tweet the highlights, and it's going to be great." And as soon as I got on, nothing worked. And I had to scramble. I had to. I had to text Dylan. I was like, "What is your normal stream account?" Because I don't know what to do. And I had to like scramble for this. I couldn't. I couldn't rewind to to like get the clips i had to just guess when the good plays were happening because i couldn't rewind and i had to be like okay maybe shay is gonna have a great layup right here i don't know let's just record and find out and then he didn't like most of the time because that's how most of basketball works and i i'm sitting here just <clears throat> listen I Time's know up. that. <laughs> can I get? Can I have one more minute? Let, let him give it. Let him give his conclusion. Let him give his conclusion. <laughs> let you him can't wrap up. Percent. Yeah, you, let let him finish ISO. Finish the ISO. <laughs> finish the ISO. Okay. Yep. I know Which most people 
out there, like maybe they don't have Bali Sports, maybe they have to to find another stream. That's great. I'm trying to post clips to the Topic Thunder podcast. I'm trying to like get get the get the people over there. I'm trying to I'm trying to to promote it, and I can't because because a company, an entire Bali Sports company, cannot figure out how to hire a web developer to just be like, hey. Let's just update our site. Let's just do it for like, I don't know, for the aesthetics. And the the web developer just absolutely screws over everybody that is a Bali Sports website that they cannot watch it. And so instead, what I have to do is go to these third-party websites that do not have access to rewinding, that have, whenever you click Anywhere on the screen, anywhere on the screen, it is a it is an ad for some garbage. It is so much nonsense. I'm so sorry for anyone <clears throat> who has to do this. And I, I I was so mad at Bali Sports. And I know the reason I wanted to rant about this because I saw on Twitter so many people complaining about this. And I know anyone listening to this is going to have the same sentiment. Bali Sports is a garbage, garbage, garbage company. I'm so sorry because I think they're affiliated with OKC and like what I'm so sorry, but like it's it's bad. It was bad tonight. And I I I don't even have like most of the time I come on here the last few times and I'm like, I have a couple of good moments that I can like look back on and be like. This was a moment that I can mention in the podcast. I don't have that because I was so legitimately mad and so frustrated that I was like not paying attention. I was trying to figure it out on third party screens that I'm probably not going to be that great of a, of a, of a informant for this podcast. And I'm sorry, but blame Bali sports because it was so bad. It was, I cannot put into words how bad their product was when they they updated the app it was it was unbelievable so anyway that you was twice as long as i actually. needed to go what's that i said you put it into a lot of words actually i put it into a lot of words i put it into twice as many uh words as i probably needed to because i think i went like eight or ten minutes but i'm done now i'm probably not going to talk for a, a lot of time the rest <laughs> of the podcast i'm sorry i i'm mad i'm you mad did, and i needed good. to get it out there you we'll got see. us some. You got us some buckets. Go chill on the bench for a little bit. We'll check in. Thank you, thank you. I'll you I'll job. yield my time to Cone and Dylan. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You gave us the Doherty forty the last two pods. You know, me and me and Cone had to sit out. Um, so you know, you gave us the Doherty forty while in our absence. So we will we will allow you to you know go in there and take your shots. Uh, and now here on the bench, and me and Cone will cook for a little bit until uh, Diggs wants to put you back in the game. Great rant, by yep. the way, Tyranny. Great rant. Yeah, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, like, Tyranny is quickly I, just throwing out like the most iconic moments in the pod this year. I mean, first you got the cockroach I, stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I had, I had a rant. I had a rant that I have on my phone that probably won't see the light of day. But I cursed like so much in this video. <laughs> I was so mad. I was All so right. mad. <clears throat> well, go cool yeah, off on the bench. Welcome back to you. Um, Cone, this game, man. Before we get into the yeah. game, um, 
as as much as you could talk about the Thunder without talking about the game tonight, you know, we've all kind of come on and talked. I think, you know, you, Moles, and Dolan, we haven't heard from you. I actually don't think Jerry's been on since we've uh, since the season started either. So it's kind of just been me, Tierney, and Alex the past few times. But want to hear your thoughts on the team. How do you think they look? What do you like? What do you not like in the first three games of the season? Yeah, so, I mean – Big like is Shea. I mean, he's been unbelievable to start the season. Rough game against Denver. One of the worst games we've seen him have since he became this superstar player. I would say probably the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, If you take into account like context and stuff, then probably not. But just in terms of straight up performance was not good. But Denver has a lot of length. They look a lot better defensively this season and they're the best team in the world. So it's it's hard to really give him too much slack for that. And, you know, he bounced back tonight. We'll talk about that. But he's been incredible. Looks great. The typical shot making, the three point shot has been falling. The playmaking, this is the best version of shape passing wise that we've mm-hmm. ever seen to start the season off, making some unbelievable reads out there. <clears throat> uh, really like what we've seen offensively from a number of guys. Chet Holmgren has never missed a three pointer in his entire life. Um, so far in this season, he's averaging over two blocks per game, or right around two blocks per game. And two threes per game. No player in NBA history has ever averaged two plus threes and two plus blocks in the same season. Mm-hmm. Chet seems like he's got a chance to maybe be the first. Ooh. He's been unbelievable. Uh, the touch around the basket, the defense, even though Jokic was kind of cooking him, I thought he was still playing fine defense. It's just Jokic. He cooks everybody. He cooked Anthony Davis on opening night, uh, but I've liked his defense all around. Um, and, you know, the fluidity is amazing. He works really well alongside all the guys out there. Dort, been really happy with his shot diet for the most part. He's been huge for us in a couple of games, you know, playing great defense. Uh, Kaysen Wallace is apparently the greatest, most efficient scorer of all time. Feels like he hasn't of made a single time. bad play this entire season, which is yep. amazing. Ooze, been cooking, knocking down some threes. Liked a lot of the minutes we've well, seen from him so far. Yep. Uh, haven't loved the moments of him at the small ball five, but I don't think they're nah. going to be that. They're not going to be that common once we get Jay Wall back and Kenrich. Like this is just a temporary thing. So mm-hmm. I'm not super concerned about that. Um, let's see. Josh has started slow. Haven't loved the start from him, but we'll talk about it later. He really kind of picked it up at the end of the Pistons game. It feels like it's just last year he started kind of slow too. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about Josh. He'll be perfectly fine. <clears throat> um, yeah. Who else do I want to talk about real quick? Um, well, let you I, cook, man. Like you, like you, bench, bench scoring right now. You lost your starting yeah, spot, so like you, <laughs> you're just cooking off the bench right now. Yeah, yeah. They let me come in, and now I got to get my shots up. Uh, Isaiah Joe, I've loved how many minutes he's been getting. He feels like kind of our six man, and he's been great in that role, knocking down shots. Uh, the off ball movement's great. That's a big thing that I really noticed with mm-hmm. the team so far. The spacing is so much better than it's been in the past. Having Joe out there uh, tonight, Davis Bertans got his first minutes. Uh, you know, playing on it, playing in Paycom Center, and he's knocking down threes, looking, or he only hit one three, but he got fouled mm-hmm. on another one. Mm-hmm. But it just provides so much space in case and can't seem to miss. Chet's knocking down threes. Like Dort's been hitting threes pretty efficiently so far. Everybody's hitting shots. Like guys are spacing the floor, and that feels amazing. There's, it just feels like there's so much more space to operate inside now for Shea, Giddy, Dub, all those guys that like to attack downhill. Um, like what we've seen from Mitsich too, his minutes have been here and there, which we mm-hmm. kind of figured would be the case going into the season. I think as the year goes on and the rotation kind of solidifies, he'll get more of a significant role. But the minutes that we've seen him, I've really liked his playmaking. I liked what he's brought to the table so far. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like really not too many negatives to take away so far. Some guys have started slower than others. The Nuggets game was 
really rough out there. But again, I think the Nuggets are better than they were last year, seemingly to start the season. And we just kind of got punched in the mouth in the first game against the reigning champions. Like it happened. So I'm not super concerned about that, but I feel like offensively and defensively we've been solid, but we haven't even played our best basketball yet. And it feels like the defense in particular, I think will get better when we add guys like Ken Rich and Jay will, who will be big for us in terms of just size. Like we need more size out there specifically against the nuggets. Uh, they're just way bigger than most teams. And we really miss that the size of those two guys out there. I think they'll be huge when they come back for the defense. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, I mean, even offensively, like we've seen kind of disjointed at times, we're still trying to figure things out. But despite seeming a bit disjointed here and there, we're three and one. Like there's no complaints whatsoever from me. And as the season goes on, we're going to build up that chemistry, get things going. I think it's been a phenomenal start to the year. All right, Cone just dropped twenty off the bench in the in one quarter on his on his rookie Trey Man he's, stuff. I think he's back on the starting you. roster, Dylan. Tier, Tierney he's back got on a, the starting roster. Yeah, Tierney got a tech. I had to step in and <laughs> yeah, Molly yeah, Quick. He's back on the, on the starting roster. Yeah, got yeah. It. The other thing I just wanted to touch on quick before we get on the Pistons game, just like I said, because I didn't get to talk about this, and I usually don't like recap games after they've already been talked about, but like the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> game, the final two and a half minutes of that, unbelievable. Um, first of all. Back in the writing game a little bit, um, posted uh, kind of like a recap and like my thoughts on, you know, like that final two thirty minutes um, in the uh, in the top of Thunder's website. I'm um, going to be doing some more writing coming up here, but also talked about the never say die mentality that Thunder's kind of adopted over the past three seasons. And, you know, it it was special because like you think back to some of the great comebacks in like Thunder history and like the one that always comes to my mind is the Thunder versus Utah Jazz game. Uh, I think it was game five yeah. in the uh, in the Western Conference playoffs when Russell Westbrook just like spearheaded that comeback like by himself, hit like four straight threes after we were down twenty seven points. Like that's the one that sticks out in my mind. But like I said, that was spearheaded by one guy. This one was a combination of players. It was Door hitting the three, then it was Shea hitting the three, then it was mm -hmm. Dub or hitting the three, then it was Chet getting a block, Chet, Chet yep. hitting the three. Dort hitting yep. the floater that actually put the game away. Dort walking down on Donovan Mitchell. Like it was a it was a true team effort at the end of the game. And mm. that's what that that's what like really stood out to me. And like that's why I was I was riding cloud nine after that game. Yeah, that was that comeback felt like something special. It felt like one of those arrival type moments where Sure, Cleveland's down a couple of guys, but they're still a really good team. Donovan Mitchell is torching us. We're down 10 points with two minutes to go. Not a lot of teams win in those scenarios. And it kind of felt a little bit similar to the Mavericks game from last year where we're down double digits late. Isaiah Joe checks in and all of a sudden knocks on a bunch of threes. Boom, we're in overtime and we win that one. Or it's like, hey, this is, you know, this Thunder team doesn't want to say die, like you were saying, Dylan. Like they're going to keep battling. And we were tied for the most double-digit comebacks in the league last season. I can't remember with who, but pretty sure we were tied in that regard. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't really matter what the score looks like until the buzzer sounds the Thunder team's going to fight. And it really felt like a movie moment where, like, because you would think, like, one of those guys, we're going to miss eventually. <clears throat> one of those shots is going to miss. And, you know, okay, maybe the comeback comes up a little bit short or we don't take the lead quite then. But not, nah, like you said, everybody hit every bucket was timely exactly when we needed. We started getting stops. We kept knocking down threes. It's just ridiculous. It felt like a sports movie type moment where nobody can miss. And we come back from these insurmountable odds and win. Like it feels like the start of uh, some kind of like sports movie, like kind of thing. I don't know. 
like a franchise is like the yeah. first movie to set it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was it was cool. And I mean, I was losing my mind. My girlfriend was FaceTiming her family at the time over in the bedroom in our apartment. And, you know, it's a New York City apartment. It's not that big. But even still, like she was FaceTiming. And I think it was after the Chet three, I think, where I, I just started losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And her dad is like, is he OK kind of thing? Or is like, is that a good thing that he's yelling? And it was because, you know, we were doing our thing. So I might have woken up everybody who was anybody who was sleeping in the apartment building around me. I might have gotten some <laughs> concerned. Like, what was that? Did you hear that kind of things from some of my neighbors? But it was worth it, man. It was it was a special game. And it's the, the like a bunch of the main guys at the core, four out of the starting five, like kind of core guys at this point were the ones knocking down those shots, making the big plays. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, big moments. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's uh. So we got to say about the Cavs game. Like I said, I just wanted to touch on it really quickly because um, obviously it was a very excited game, mm. and uh, just just wanted to give give our two cents on that. So let's get into the game that happened tonight, boys. Um, Detroit Pistons versus OKC, coming off of a game that never happened against Denver Nuggets, in which it was really nope, bad performance all around. No. Um, theoretically, because it never happened. Uh, our home opener, uh, the Thunder won one twenty four to one twelve against the Detroit Pistons. And we're going to talk about it in a segment we call Single Large Item. Kevin, it's been a while since you've been on the pod, man. I know you just talked a lot, but I'm going to let you have the first Single Large Item, man. Welcome back. You're back in the starting lineup. Oh, thank you. I got my spot back. All right. So I got I got, I got to start off strong. Uh, I'm going to go to Chet. Chet tonight, 14 Ooh. points, four boards, three assists, uh, two steals, four blocks. Gotten a little bit of foul trouble at one point. Mm-hmm. Four threes. The only shots he took were threes, four or five from deep. Uh, the three-point shooting has been unbelievable from Chet mm-hmm. so far. I said it earlier, it feels like Chet has never missed a three. It genuinely feels like he has not missed up to this point. Every time he takes it, I'm so confident that shot's going in. And j was a great shooter last year. But to add another guy like this who can go out there and stretch the floor as a big man while giving us, again, those four blocks, which out of all, every player in Thunder history, only one has ever had four blocks and four threes in the same game, and that's Chet Holmgren who did it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, he's special. It's special type of stuff that you're seeing from him out there. It already feels like at this moment in the season, like so far he's been our second best player behind Shea. And mm-hmm. to do that in his first four games of the season <clears throat> is impressive. Jalen Duran came into tonight dominating. I don't know if you all have seen or anyone listening has seen Duran has been one of the best centers in the league coming into this game. He's been unbelievable, putting up 15 boards per game, double-double after double-double. Tonight, eight points, seven boards, four of 11 shooting from the floor. And a lot of that was Chet. Chet was bodying up on him down there, blocking his shot, making things difficult, contesting. And it wasn't just those guys. It was a number of other players. But his impact is just all over the place. And it's funny with Duran because... One of the reasons people are like, oh, I'm concerned about Chet going into the league is because he had that game in the tournament against Duran where he had like one play where Chet probably flopped to try and get a call on Duran mm-hmm. where people thought, oh, he just shoved him over and then dunked. Well, the rest of the game, Chet was dominant, but people mm-hmm. saw that one game or that one clip and said, oh, Chet's too skinny kind of thing. First game against him, he dominates. He goes out there and way outperforms him. And that's nothing against Duran. He's one of my favorite centers in the league at this point. But I think it's just an example of how good Chet is. People really want to see Chet fail for some reason. Like against Jokic, he got cooked. It happens. He's the best player in the world. But so did Anthony Davis. I think it was Sam Vecini who put out the tweet mentioning that, like, 
he was like, I don't know why people are specifically clowning on Chet when 80 a couple days ago got cooked. Like Jokic is one of mm-hmm. the greatest offensive players, period, in the history of the sport. <clears throat> it's going to happen to a guy in his third game in the league. So just seeing him do that against Duran tonight was great. Clamped up against Evan Mobley, seven blocks in that game. Yep. He's been phenomenal to start the season. I just can't say enough positive things about Chet. And I'm someone who is incredibly high on him. I thought he was the best player in the draft before we got the pick to select him, before we selected him. I've been saying it since day one that Chet was my favorite player in that draft class. We got him on this team, and so far he's produced at an elite level, not just for a rookie, but for anyone out there. He's been great. If he continues to play like this, plays this great defense, and we're good, Chet will be deserving of an all-star selection, or at least consideration for some. I know it's deep in the Western Conference. It makes it tough. But I firmly believe if Chet, you know, his rebounding numbers will probably come up a little bit too. I assume they will. He's not played a lot of minutes here and there. But if he's knocking down threes, like he's shooting this efficiently, being this game-changer on defense and grabbing boards – I wouldn't be surprised if he got some all-star consideration. I don't know if he's actually going to make it because the West is deep and it's really hard to get an all-star selection as a rookie. But he's going to be deserving of those conversations. And so far, he's been the best rookie in the league. Hey, talk about it, man. Yeah, I uh, I just wanted to kind of point out some stats. So over the four games, Chet Holmgren is averaging <clears throat> 2.8 blocks, which is behind only Joel Embiid in the entire NBA with three. Um, he is averaging, I just did the math, uh, over 60% from the field and also 60% from the three-point line. And, I mean, he's he's just he, – he's not even really looking for a shot that much anymore. Like, he's taking everything within the flow of the offense. And, you know, like tonight, 14 points on five shots is just – absolutely absurd obviously those are all threes but like chet gets a lot of looks around the rim as well you know he's seven footer he's got nice touch around the rim uh we didn't really get him going in the pick and roll today um you know there's a lot of pick and pop action and you know spotting up from three relocating from three which it's kind of wild a seven footer is as good at relocating to open space as he is um because you know it's like a, a shooter instinct but um yeah man he's been he's been dominant and tonight was just another example. Uh, I'm really glad he didn't foul out um, when the game was still a little bit competitive because we would have been hurt. <laughs> we would have been hurting pretty badly. Uh, although Sar, you know, I, I don't think anybody's going to talk about Sar and their single large item. Put in some good minutes uh, in his time out there. Had two points, nine rebounds, one assist, and three blocks off the bench and backup center minutes. So uh, I – I know I'm one of the uh, only SAR uh, detractors out there just because I'm I'm really scorned by how terrible he was at his time at Kentucky. Um, and you know, I don't think he's a special pro by any means, which is why he's a two-way player. But I do have to acknowledge that he had a good game today off of the bench. So, um, <coughs> Tierney, you're still on the bench for a second. It's my turn to do a single or Let's see here. I'm actually going to... I'm tempted to just like go differently so Tierney can have a lob since he didn't get to pay as much attention. Um, yeah, screw it. We'll do it. Um, Jalen Williams tonight, man. Tierney, you're muted. I can't hear anything you're saying. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I, I was gonna say make me work. I, I, I wanna I wanna work for my, my minutes. It's okay. I, I already said Jalen Williams. No, no, no. So <laughs> oh, okay. 
Jalen Williams tonight had a near triple double, 19.7 rebounds, six assists. Also had a steal and a block on top of that. Eight of 14 from the field, one of three from deep, two of two from the stripe. And it really felt like he was starting to figure something out tonight offensively. Mm. He hasn't had a great, like, full 48-minute game since the start of the season. And I know that he's been, like, he's had these towering expectations all offseason. People are already saying he's going to average 20 points. He's going to be an all-star this year in his second year just because of what was able, what he was able to do post-all-star break last year. But, you know, Cone, you talked about Giddy starting slow. Dub kind of started slow as well last year. And, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that's going to be a career thing. Like, Dub's always going to start slow in the post-all-star break. He's going to look like, you know, one of, like, the 25, 30 best players in the NBA or anything like that. But, you know, <clears throat> I, there's a precedence for it. But tonight, like I said, started to put it all together was getting into the lane. I had a really nice kind of jab and go move in the corner to get to the rim. Uh, Surprised it wasn't called a walk based on how the referees were calling jabs. Oh my God, man. One thing I haven't (laughs) mentioned, I didn't mention my first thing. I swear to God, refs have hated us so far this year. I don't know what is happening. Shea, they're calling all these random travels like... Shea got like hooked across the arms and they called an offensive foul on him, which was ridiculous. I don't know. I don't need to rant about that more, but just the ref stuff has been weird. Yeah. It's so bad. It has been. It has been. Um, Yeah. I mean, we can talk about when we get to Shea, I'm sure. But, you know, with Jalen knocked down a three, it it was kind of, you know, obviously it was in like a half court set and it was off of a rebound scramble, but just the motion and like how he stepped into it honestly reminded me of Chet's trail three against the Cavaliers um, there at the end of the game. Um, just kind of like the same motion and the uh, same situation, spot of the floor and everything. And like his shot looks smooth. It's just like, you know, I remember ooze last year when everybody was talking about how, you know, he, he, how bad his shooting was. And I was like, I don't know, man, like the shot looks good. Like the process is there, you know, we're just not seeing results. I, I kind of feel the same way about dub and his offense. Same thing about like around the rim hasn't had a lot of those looks fall that we saw last year. And we know how efficient he was around the rim last year. I think he led the rookies and all all rookies in field goal percentage and was like one of the tops in the league in field goal percentage, especially around the rim. And we just haven't seen like those marks of efficiency, but I still think he's been a good player. I do think there's a lot of room for improvement, but defensively um, he's been locked in. He had some really nice passes tonight that no look to ooze uh, for the dunk was beautiful poetry in motion. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it was nice to see Dub kind of put some things together, and uh, hopefully he can start to build off this as we get into these tougher games in the Western Conference, uh, you know, these next couple games in the Western Conference. Yeah, he's one of those players that, like, when you talk about almost – because I didn't realize at first that he had 19 points when he had it. Like, I was kind of surprised that he had that much. It felt kind of mm-hmm. quiet, weirdly, because he was hitting – like, he had that tough shot. I think it was right before halftime, that, like, fading shot. Yeah. He had a couple really tough buckets. His physicality is, like – you can tell it's improved going into this season. He just seems stronger. He's buying up against smaller guards. I think yeah. that's something he's going to continue to do as the season goes on because he is a walking mismatch. If we play him at the four, it's hard for opposing <clears> force <throat> to keep up with him for the most part. If you switch a guard onto him or have a smaller defender, he's just way more physical and stronger than a lot of guys. And I think he's going to continue to figure that out. Like you said, the three-point shot hasn't fallen a ton so far this season um it's i think it'll get there you know he's going to continue to finish around the rim with that strength it definitely feels like our offense is still kind of figuring out how exactly to operate with 
you know, Chet being in the fold and guys like developing. We're just trying to figure out that this much space. Exactly. I think it's going to take some time for guys to figure out exactly how to operate because the team, it's not that much different, but it's definitely different from last year. Mm -hmm. It, you know, every team plays ugly basketball at this beginning portion of the year. Like there have been some disgusting games from teams, some awful performances. I mean, we talk about Shea struggling against the Nuggets. Like almost every star point guard outside like Steph in the fourth quarter against the Rockets was like really bad yesterday. Dame had one of the worst games of his career. It's going to happen. Guys are going to struggle. So uh, I just want to put that out there to remind people before you pile on guys on this team for struggling Mm -hmm. to start the year. It's four games in. It's an 82-game season. There's so much time for guys to turn things around. All it takes is one game and boom, they're back. So There we go, man. I love it. All right, Tierney. We're we're calling you in. Uh, Alex needs a rest. Uh, you're in, man. For single large item, what you got? I I mean, there's there's a few. Um, I think what was um, interesting at first was uh, before the tip off tonight. I the the uh, the Pistons were pretty um, interesting in their defensive scheme. Um, they were not allowing a lot of three-point shots. They were allowing a lot of a lot of inside the arc two-point shots. It was it was three games, so it's like take that with you will. But the fact that Chet went four or five and only shot three pointers, I thought was pretty interesting. Kind of went against the grain there, but um, just wanted to make make a little mental note of that. Uh, the two guys I wanted to mention as my two single large items whoa, whoa, are whoa. oh. We we Whoa. we benched we bench him. He said I'm coming <laughs> with a heat check. I like it. Whoa. I like it. Whoa. Hear me out. Double large item. <clears throat> Hear me out. Hear me out. Um last podcast we we posted, uh I I had my interesting stat of the day, which was in the game that we did not do very well. I had one, I had one interesting stat, which was that Casey and Wallace was Two of three in games where he did not miss a a single field goal. Um, he went. He did not. He missed a field goal today. Um, so that was unfortunate. But it's because uh, you brought up that stat. It is because I brought up that stat. I am fully aware of that, and I'm trying to do better at that, and I will do better. But uh, our guy Jenga went perfect today. Uh, so that's the first guy I want to mention. Yeah. Uh, he was four or four, two of two behind the arc. He was in 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 the places he needed to be. He was very good uh, and made his shots. And then uh, the other guy I want to mention besides Jang was uh, the first appearance of Davis Bertans. The the first time we've seen him t- this season. Uh, he was benched the first two first three games. Um, went one of two today, but. Uh, the one he missed, I'm pretty sure it was a foul, and he made all of three of his free throws mm-hmm. because he got fouled behind the arc. So I'm going to count that as a perfect shooting night for Davis. He, he did miss. He did miss another three there. Oh, he did. Okay, I missed that. So pretend that that didn't happen. Uh, the rest of the night was perfect shooting. Um, so Davis Bertans, Uzman Jang, perfect shooting night. Uh, those are my double single large items for the night. Um, the other guy I just want to win- mention really quick, Isaiah Joe. 
great night. Uh, three upon three. Uh, again, I do want to mention, I did not get to see a lot of this game. I was furious most of the game with Bali Sports. I was like watching the live, the like, uh, whatever website is, um, and and not really seeing a lot of it in real time. So I, I'm trying my best to to uh, to recap as best I can. But like, listen, I, 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 the the stuff I did see with uh, Bertans, especially. And Jang, I, I, um, I think they were my single large items, and and I stand by it. So um, those are my guys. Yeah, uh, Jang's right. been great so far. <clears throat> you know, shout Jang Gang, Jang Gang, uh, Jang Gang. I guess, I guess, I can go ahead real quick and just mention Shay because we didn't talk about Shay. As we didn't mention him. I, I knew we weren't going to mention him because I wasn't going to, but we yeah. we need to. Dylan threw, the, Dylan threw the softball on you. He threw you a wide open three. You pump fake drove in I and went knew. to the poster. I knew, no, he, I he knew that was good. travel. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, Shea, great ba- bounce back game. Like we said, one of the worst games. The worst game. Worst game of all time as a Thunder, by the way. Seven points. Probably. Worst game. Yeah. The, uh, 30, the worst game. He's never pl- He's never played that poorly. Seven points. 32 points yeah. in this one, nine rebounds, four dimes, uh, just under 50% shooting, nine of nine from the line. He was able to actually get calls tonight somewhat, even though there were still a number of possessions where he clearly got hit and didn't get any type of call. Uh, three yeah. steals. The His hands have been incredibly active to start the season. One of the best guys in the league in terms of stealing the ball last year. Seems like that's, again, going to be a thing. Uh, he's He was great. He was phenomenal out there again dominating getting to his spots still missing a couple shots here and there that he typically makes but at the same time making some absurdly difficult looks uh the three he made was just a pulp in transition when the game was kind of close we need a bit of a momentum bucket he came in knocked down that three it was big a couple nasty fadeaways over killing hayes really the rest of the pistons were just running around trying to guard him i do want to give credit to one guy asar thompson is so good love asar he's great yeah, I don't know how much y'all or anyone out there watching this have watched of the Pistons so far this season. Asar Thompson's special. Like, he has probably been one of the 10 best perimeter defenders in the league so far this season to begin, and he's a rookie out there. He is unbelievable at the athleticism, the hands, the anticipation. Defended Shea incredibly well. Shea got him a number of times because it's Shea just Alexander. But there were a couple of times Asar got him. He like blocked him once or twice, I believe, knocked the ball out of his hands once or twice. He was electric, and he is going to be – he feels like a future maybe depoy type of guy. At the very least, he's going to make a number of all-defensive teams. Just ever since I saw him play in Summer League, I've been a big fan of his game. So <clears> far, he's grabbing a ton of rebounds. He gets a bunch of blocks, steals, does everything. If the, sh- if the shot ever comes around for him, the league's in trouble. He is – so much fun. So I want to give a huge shout out to him because he really did defend Shea incredibly well in this game. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember uh, back at the draft time, anytime I brought up Asar Thompson, what, what I said about him, you guys remember what I called him on defense? I don't. This sounds familiar, but I don't remember exactly what now. Defensive demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Insane defensively, the athleticism, the length, the quickness, and I mean, he's just he's just built for it, man. He's an absolute dog on defense. Like he's he's going up against a first team All NBA or as a rookie in his fourth NBA game, no questions asked after guarding high schoolers and OTE for the past two years, 
and it, it, he just hasn't missed a beat. He doesn't back down. He's not scared of bike. I I almost like tongue in cheek put out there Azur Thompson's the best piece that the Pistons got in their entire rebuild, but I refrained against it because I didn't feel like getting flamed or mm. you know all, all the Caden during fanboys coming at me, but. It's not completely unfactual. I mean, it's very early, but, you know, I mean, hey, that's that, that's a thing we can monitor. But, yeah, no, I love Oswald Thompson. I would have loved him on the Thunder. I would have loved to walk a little volley on the Thunder. But Kaysen's been awesome. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this time to talk about Kaysen just because, you know, it didn't show up in the stat sheet tonight. Like, you know, he only had four points, four rebounds, two assists, no steals or anything his like one, that. But his one missed field goal – did did stink. He was almost three or four uh for it was a bad miss. He didn't miss a field goal. Yeah, it was a bad miss. It was a bad miss. Yeah, it was wide left from like a straightaway three. But that's okay. Honestly, uncharacteristic miss out of Case Wallace. But I mean, obviously his shooting's been phenomenal so far. And he just looks like he belongs out there. Like I put a tweet out there after the Nuggets game because Kaysen was one of the bright spots out of the Nuggets game. You can make the argument Case Wallace has been our third or you can make the argument he's been our third best player, but at worst, fourth or fifth best player on the team behind Shea, Chet, and then Dort. Dort's played really good this season. And, you know, with Gideon Dub struggling before tonight, like you can make the argument Kaysen's up there with them just in his steadiness, his defensive positional defense. You know, I'm not saying Marcus Sasser's like some monster or anything like that, but Kaysen had Sasser in prison. Like Sasser was trying to put moves on Kaysen, and it just it wasn't working. He guarded Cade a few times. I don't think Cade even got a bucket on him. Like he's just a positionally sound player on both ends of the floor, and he's got a veteran mindset. Like it looks like he belongs out there. He's smart. He knows what to do. The coaches continue to rave about him. His teammates are raving about him, and it, it's so funny because he's <clears throat> he's so humble and he's so like, down to earth and so way back. Like <laughs> you never hear like anything out of him, but everybody around him is always hyping him up. So. Shout out Case Wallace. Shout out to my boys in Big Blue. Yeah, it feels like every play he makes is the right one. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he really makes ever that many mistakes. He's I don't know. There was someone who was like who tweeted out like he feels like like one of the most like winningest winning player type of guys ever. It just feels like he's going to be a constant contributor to winning his entire career, mm-hmm. and he already has as a rookie as a young rookie where people are questioning, oh, why do we draft another guard because we have so many? It's clear that Casey Wallace is a level above some other guys, and he deserves to get the minutes that he's gotten so far. He's been great out there, really excited for what I've seen from him. Dylan, I know you and I were both fans of his a lot going to the draft. I know we talked about that like right before draft night, and he's shown out so far. So big shout out to him, and excited to see where – he continues to go. I'm heartbroken. He missed a three. I thought he might go his whole career without ever missing a three. But <clears> unfortunately, <throat> we got close. We just didn't get there. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Not um, Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just want to touch on uh, Uzman Jang and Shea before we move on, just because those are my guys and I got to say something about them. Um, Cohen, you kind of alluded to it. They've been playing Ooze as like the small ball five, the, you know, and since the start of the season with no. Jalen Williams, no Kendrick Williams off of the bench. Poku coming off the mend, and um, you know Poku's kind of falling out of the rotation. We'll talk about that later. Um, Ooze, I thought played really good against the Bulls, even as a small ball five. You know he held his own against Vooch, and you know the Thunder. You know Tierney, me and you talked about it. 
Um, you know, whenever the uh, ball came into Vooch, the Thunder did a really good job of, you know, sending somebody to double him off the catch and start poking at it. And uh, I guess we just abandoned that completely when we played against the, uh, whenever we played against the Nuggets. Um, you know, Ooze didn't get much time out there. Um, kind of felt the same way against the Cavs. But tonight they put him kind of more at his role as a wing, you know, three, four position, put him on the perimeter where he's comfortable. And look what happens, man. 100% from the field, knocking down his three-pointers, playing great defense, making some good passes, making some sharp cuts. Like he's just so much more comfortable out there. So, Mardegno, please, I beg of you. I know I've said a lot of bad things about Olivia Isar over the past couple of years, but if it means you're playing ooze in the right position, Make Olivia Star the backup center until Jalen Williams and Kendrick Floyd comes back. Just don't do that to Ooze anymore because he's already got a lot of haters, and that's just giving them something else to hate about. So, yeah, it was it was just been good. I mean, we've been looking for he he gives us a consistent option at that forward position and mm-hmm. some versatility out there. If he's ducking down shots. He's a big piece for this team. Has some good defensive moments. It was a question of how many minutes he would actually get this year because it, he still is one of our younger guys and. You know, he's been called a raw prospect, had some ups and downs. There's a lot of flash to potential last season, but he's coming to the season and looks solid. Like he looks solid out there way more than you would think maybe a more developmental guy would look in his second year, which is impressive from him. Yeah, man. And uh, kind of getting into Shea as we get close to wrapping this up, um, at least the game recap. Shea had nine free throw attempts tonight, hit, hit all nine of them, obviously, because he's Shea and he is a killer at the free throw line. But something that I, I think gets lost in the whole free throw merchant uh, discussion and, you know, his struggles against the Nuggets is Shea, not just Shea, but like other stars in the NBA, when their shot isn't falling, they use the free throw line not as a way to stack up points and pad their stats, but as a way to get back in rhythm, as a mm-hmm. way to see the ball go through the rim and, you know, regain confidence, regain rhythm, and, you know, settle themselves throughout the game. That wasn't happening in the Denver Nuggets game. He, he wasn't getting any free throw calls. And I don't know if you guys <clears throat> saw this or not, but, like, you know, obviously, you know, we talk about how Jokic dominated Chet on defense, but Chet was putting him to Jokic offensively as well. Absolutely was. And, you know, I – I feel like, you know, that's kind of the math problem. I tweeted about that. You know, like, Jokic is going to get his, but, like, what's he going to do against Chet? Because, you know, Chet's a guy that's fluid offensively, super mobile for a big, can knock down the three, seven foot in his own right. Like, he's not easy to guard for a guy like Nikola Jokic either. But we went away from him, you know, after the first quarter, really, because we kind of got down the deficit. And when we get down a deficit, for better or worse, we're like, all right, Shea, save us. Shea, put a cape on. Shea came back in the second quarter. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it felt like that man took like seven straight shots because he wasn't getting to the line. He wasn't able to catch rhythm out of that. So he was just trying to shoot himself out of the funk. And it clearly did not work. And so whenever Thunder fans are complaining about Shea's not getting to the line and not getting these free throw attempts, at least for me, it's not about like, you know, his points. Like he was still getting 31 and 32 points in the first two games without going to the line very much. I think he had like five free throw attempts in the first two games. He was still getting that. He doesn't need the line to get his buckets. He, need, he gets to the line whenever his shot isn't falling and he needs to catch a rhythm. And, you know, it's a way to kind of slow down the game and recollect to yourself as a team, you know, whenever you're facing those large deficits. So, uh, 
that's kind of my rant on Shea. And, you know, the other thing, Cone, you was talking about how, you know, refs are kind of out to get us. Why Shea, of all players? He's not a guy that stops the game and complains to the refs like James Harden, Luka Doncic. He's not a guy that will bash the referees in the media, you know, post-game press conferences or anything like that. He's even gone as far to defend refs when, you know, the media is trying to, like, throw Shea a bone like, hey, the refs are doing a bad job of officiating. What do you have to say about not going to the line as much? He deflects. He defends. He doesn't take shots. Like, why are you atta- Why are you coming for our guy? Yeah, I don't know. It really feels like – because th- there have been a number of places he's just getting hit out there. There was one against <clears> the <throat> Nuggets where it was so obvious. I can't remember who it was that fouled him, but it was – so clear, or even, or actually, might have been against the Cavs. One of those two teams where he just got smacked, like he got hit hard by like two different guys on the play, and he just got nothing. And he's looking at the ref like, "Where is the call?" And it's felt like that's been the case a number of times so far throughout this season. And like, I know we got a lot last year, but that's because he leads the league in drives by a wide margin. He's doing it again mm-hmm. this year. I think he's got like over twenty drives more than the second most driven, I guess you want to say, player in the league so far this season, or at least that was the stat coming into tonight. Might have changed, not really sure. But nobody comes close to the amount that Shea drives. So he's naturally going to get foul calls. And there was uh, some stat, I can't remember if Mark Daniel brought it up or some reporter or something who was talking about the percentage of times that Shea got fouled um, this season. And it feels like it's it's like legitimately down a lot from last year mm-hmm. in terms of foul calls he's getting <clears throat> on percentage of drives. I have to imagine that'll come up. Like It's not like guys just overnight figured out how to stop fouling one of the craftiest scores in the NBA. He's getting contact. So I don't know if it's like an early season thing. I've seen it with some other players too. There were, there feels like they're getting hacked and there's not really a call. So maybe it's just an early season like movement by the referees to be like, Hey, you know, don't call as many, like, I don't know, just be a, more, a little more lenient on defender defenders. I don't really know, but yeah, it's been annoying. I'm not saying he's getting like fully robbed or anything like that. Like it's this conspiracy, but it is a little frustrating to watch Shay like get hit out there and feel like he's not really getting any calls. So yeah, hopefully that changes at some point soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, like, like you said, first two games, hardly getting any free throws, still scoring over 30, still playing really efficient. He doesn't, he doesn't really need the line. If he's not getting the line, he can still go get you buckets. It's just mm-hmm. a nice luxury to have because he does get hit. He, earns those free throws by getting smacked and going to the basket more than anybody else. And he's not really getting them so far, which we saw nine attempts tonight. I think that'll continue to be the case. Yeah. I need him to do what Chet did whenever he uh, pleaded to the at NBA. Like, Hey, I don't care about stats, but I work hard for them. <laughs> start, start, start giving me that stuff. Yeah, he pulled the rope dope today too, because I thought he was done when he checked out and I went ahead and like, I went as far to like tweet out a stat tweet and everything. And then sure enough, they put him back in with like four minutes to play because we were up 17 and they were always up by 20 something. They closed it to 17. They put Shea back <laughs> in and he got four more points. So I had to delete my stat tweet and put a different one out. So uh, thanks for yeah. that, Shay. Funny thing about that, my uh, my brother, he put together a parlay that included Kate hitting two threes and Shea scoring 30 points. And it was like, mm. I think it was like 10 to win 200 or Ooh. something like that, including some other things. And Kate hit the two threes. And I was like, he hit it. Like you won. He's like, all right, bet. He's like, wait, I still need Shea to score 30. He's like, he's not at 30 yet. I was like, nah, he's at 28. We took him out. I don't know if he's going to come back in. We're up like 20 and we're at 17 points at that point. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to lose. But he checked in. I was like, oh my, I was like, oh my God, Savior. he checked in. I'll keep you posted. 
He misses. He misses oh, yeah. his first two shots. And I'm like, bro, I have bad news. I don't know if Shea's getting this 30. And then next play, he comes out and gets a bucket, mid-range turnaround, gets a couple of free throws, puts up 32. Mm-hmm. But he was freaking out when he was like, oh, my God. Because Shea was so well on pace to hit the 30. He wasn't even thinking about it anymore. And then we were blowing him out. So he almost didn't come back in. But saved my brother. So shout out to him getting that win tonight. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to the shavior of uh, Ninja's uh, betting there. So that's clean. That's clean. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So um, let's close the book on this game as we uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and take a break. And we got a couple more things to talk about really quick. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about on the other side of the break. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus performance line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And we're back after that break. So uh, the other things that we wanted to talk about. So today, guys, I don't know if... Everybody got to see this or not, but this is official. This isn't leaks or anything like that. The NBA has tweeted out all 30 teams will have an alternate court for the upcoming in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this or not. The Thunder are one of the 30 NBA teams, so we will be mm-hmm. getting an alternate what? court for this tournament. Yes, Tierney. Like, please hold your disbelief. Um, fellas. How we feel about the design? Uh, let's go to Tierney. Tierney, you've been quiet. You know, you went back to the advance. We're going to bring you back in. It's garbage I... time. Yeah, check him out. <laughs> so I just you you guys were talking. I was just I was just listening. I listen. I uh, I know code. I know both of your opinions already. So it's um, I I don't love it. I don't love the court. I'm just going to say that I, I don't love it. Um, it reminds me of like Boise State's football field. <laughs> That's iconic, it, though. <clears throat> but it isn't though. Like, like when you watch, like when you, like when you watch football in that game, it's like okay, this is kind of like a fun <laughs> little thing that's happening. But the field's blue. That's kind of a. That's kind of a. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's 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 kind of a. A thing against it, it just it messes with your eyes, and I don't think we're ready as. Listen, I don't think we're ready as a as a as a society to be prepared for these weird colored NBA floors, and I don't think anybody is like realizing it because I I think when we get on the court we're gonna be like, it's kind of hard to watch this game because. The floor is blue. The floor is like, for the example, uh, I think it's the Nuggets is purple. There, there, there's different. I don't remember. Jazz are purple. Jazz are purple. Excuse me, but like the fact that all these different colored courts are just weird colors that are not the normal wood color. I think it is weird. I think it's gonna be hard to to watch the game aesthetically. Um. That's the only qualm I have. Other than that, I think it looks pretty good. Like I like the design as in in terms of just like a aesthetically pleasing 
thing to look at. But I think if you're an NBA watcher, it's just going to be weird to look at. And that's my uh, take for someone who has super dumb takes. Uh, and so I'll I'll leave it at that and then let you guys finish the rest. But that that's just that's just my initial take on on the whole thing. Like it just seems it seems a little weird. It seems very Boise State football esque, where it's kind of a, a novel thing, but it it won't actually work when it comes down to brass taxes. That that's my take on it all. What do you mean by won't work? It won't work in the sense that like you you watch it and you're like this doesn't it, it's not appealing to the eyes like you like if you watch a Boise State game yeah but but if you watch a Boise State game that's that's not like uh, uh the what was it the the Oklahoma versus Boise State bowl game whatever that was if you, you just watch a game enough? yeah I mean I got sports references. That but was, if that, you watch that was a rough time it, for you. It was. It, but if you watch <laughs> that or if you watch just like any normal quote unquote normal Boise State game, it's like it's it's just kind of like okay, this is kind of hard to watch. We're not we're not like used to the the field. We're used to the normal green grass and and Boise State has the the weird bluegrass. And now it's like every NBA team has the weird colored uh court where it's not just the normal wood beige color um so i think it's gonna be weird uh but but i have grown to like a lot of the courts especially the thunder one but um uh initially i was like this is weird i don't like it um and it's gonna take some getting used to so um that's that's sort of where i stand right now Okay, so Tierney thinks it's weird and doesn't like it, and it's going to take some getting used to. Uh, Cone, how do you feel about this court? I think it's dope. Yeah. I like it. I'm a fan of the court. Uh, I like that they're doing weird stuff. I like that they're doing something for this in-season tournament. Mm -hmm. If it was just normal courts, I think it would have felt like a bit, you know, I, I, I think like any regular season game. Yeah, I think giving it this court, having a trophy in the middle, which by the way, if we can do that, can we please put like the finals logo or the trophy or something on the finals courts? Like, can we do yeah. that again, Ooh. please? If we're going to do that. But I think having the trophy on the court and like in-season tournament stuff and like this unique court, I think it's going to build buzz. I think it's going to help with it feeling like a new thing when it's like, okay, Thunder are playing this Friday, first in-season tournament game against the Warriors. We're playing on this super strange court that we really have never seen in the NBA. We haven't seen something like this. I think it's fun. Now, are some of the courts absolutely hideous? Yes, the Pelicans <laughs> court is an assault on the eyes, 100%. Um, yeah. A few of them are. They're rough. But I kind of like some of the ones that are like these like really deep like colors. Like the Bulls one, I think is super cool. Like they're like deep red I like that color. One. Yeah. There was a, yeah, a rendering of it in the there's a rendering of it like what it looks like in the arena. I think these courts are going to look a lot better once they're in the arena than mm -hmm. some of them look on just the, the pictures because it looks weird. But once you put in a, like arena lighting and you see like the guys playing out there, which I think this court's going to pair really well with our new city jerseys as well. Yep. So I don't, I don't know. I'm excited about it. I like that they're doing something different. Most of the, I, I like a lot of the courts. Some of them are, like I said, ugly. But I don't think the Thunders are one of those. I think we've got a pretty good one, and I think it'll be fun. I think it'll look good. 
I liked when we had an alternate court last. I thought it's, I just think it's cool. I don't know why the NBA doesn't do, they're trying to do all these like millions of city jerseys and stuff like that. Like I feel like doing like an alternate court, like for, you know, it doesn't have to be every season for every single team, but like every other season, give a few teams an alternate court. I feel like that's a really fun way to spice things up. Uh, you know, I guess we'll see if this is like a long-term thing, if all the in-season tournament games going forward are going to have this or if it's just this year. But I like it. I didn't see it coming, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I just think it's kind of cool that they're doing it. I do want to mention that the uh, I think the fact that, um, like, I don't, I don't know how to put it into words. So the there are definitely a few that, like, when I looked at them, because I was went, looked through all 30, they – there were a few that was like pretty eye souring and I think that probably changed my perspective on it. But I also think that when you get, when you get down to it in like the, the tournament starts and you get the cameras on the court, I probably will like a lot more of these than I actually do right now because they probably didn't look great on the, or they didn't look the best when they were on the picture, right in the, whatever the Twitter Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they'll look better than I actually think they will. So I will kind of say that to, <laughs> to make it a little bit better for the. Tierney, I just got to ask, can you explain the science behind the theoretical statement of eye souring? How does, how eye does sours? Yeah. The, like I like something that looks eye souring. It's just, it, it doesn't look great. How does your eyes sour? It though? sours the eyes, Dylan. <laughs> it sours the eyes, Dylan. What do you not? What do you not get about this? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, um, science. See, like, see the like. You know, I, I like the idea. Like, I think it's cool. I think, like, you know, the like Helen was saying, like, you know, especially since we didn't see it coming, I'm like, this is like a true surprise to everybody. Like, I mean, that adds like a new element to it. Um, I personally think the Utah Jazz court looks really cool, like the whole purple thing. And, you know, just something like different like that. Like the indie one, like I don't love the indies jerseys, but I kind of like their court. I, I Dylan, cool. I swear I was going crazy. I think the court looks cool. I don't know. I yeah. I feel like I'm going crazy. Like everyone's clowning the hell out of Indiana's court. I got to look at this court again. I think Ooh. it's – sure, is it kind of like goofy? Yeah, but I don't care. I think the colors – It pops. Look, it, it does pop. I like bright colors like that. Also, the Timberwolves court is so nice. Like, it's yeah. like the kind of two shades of blue type thing. Like, there's some really cool courts that they have. I think Houston was a huge swing and a miss. Uh, it, it does not look good, in my opinion. But yeah, That one did not look good. Yeah, the Houston one, I don't know. Like, the Knicks one looks the, the, cool. The Houston, the the Houston Raptors looks out really just doesn't cool. look good. Yeah, the Raptors looks really cool. The Celtics look really cool. The Warriors one... The Warriors one's kind of cool. Uh, actually, no, I like the Warriors one. Uh, the, I don't know. I just don't love like the if they just want kind of like brown for the court color, which is kind of like what it already is. Yeah, the Cavs. Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. with the weird like beige yellow color wasn't great. Can I say it the Clippers? Bland. The um, <laughs> they're like city jersey, like the the font, and they have the same thing on the in season mm-hmm. tournament court. The little basketball for the eye, I think, is so dumb. It feels like it just, it's just—I don't know what bad. it is. I just think it's like—I I don't know, man. It feels so strange that they were just like, "Oh, put the little basketball in the eye." There you go. Now it's a basketball team. Oh, the oh Spurs God, court guys. is wild, man. I like the Spurs court a lot. That's clean, guys. The Bucks court is so bad. 
Yeah, the Bucks court's pretty bad. It's so bad. It's pretty boring. But yeah, no, I, I, I like you know, I, I like the ones that I like, and I, I really like the Thunders. Um, I'm gonna go back and look at it. Yeah, it's okay. I like, know, the, like I like the cool like I like the orange logo for that. Like I mm-hmm. like the use of the orange that way. If we had just like our normal logo in the middle, I th- I don't think it would have worked as well for me. But I like I like using the orange and the navy that way. I think it's gonna look really good and it's gonna really pop on the court. Yeah, and this also tells me that like you know this is confirmation that that week actually is a navy jersey instead of yeah. a black jersey because these are supposed to like complement the city jerseys that are coming out. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm really excited to see the jerseys now. Cause I thought that like, I liked the design. It just felt like the black would, you know, it looked kind of weird with the colors that was there. But like when I saw the Navy one, I was like automatically in love. So, you know, these are coming out on Friday against the Golden State Warriors. We're going to preview those games here in a little bit, but that tells us we will be getting an official Thunder City Jersey reveal sometime between yeah. now and Friday. Yeah, it's crazy they haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's I mean it's What's that's the thunder for you, man. Their socials have been slacking ever since Grant left. And uh, you know, even when oh. Grant was there, like you know, things were things were kind of slow, you know, just like with the rollout oh. of stuff like that. They were always kind of like behind the eight ball on that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's out. been worse since Grant. I, I'll call him out every time, man. We have one of the worst social Damn. media teams in the entire NBA. I, I try, yeah. That. I I compete against them every night to get videos <laughs> out. You rip a few videos from them too. I do. Not a, not a lot this year. Not a lot this year. <laughs> I'm doing better. But yeah, no, they 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 have done better. Um, you know, this season uh, compared to last season, and, and you know the time since Grant has left, but. Uh, you know, shout out Grant. He was awesome uh, for the Thunder social media and hasn't been the same without him. So, um, but fellas, let's end this podcast previewing our next two games. You know, I mentioned we're about to have a couple big matchups against Western Conference foes. And it starts Wednesday against the Pelicans. We're still at home. Um, Zion is healthy. He's been playing. They still don't have Trey Murphy, obviously. But uh, this Pelicans team is 2-1, and one, and they're a big physical team. So, um, let's go ahead and, uh, let's do predictions for these next two games. So Pelicans game, Tyranny, I'm going to you. I, as you were saying that we're trying to pull up my, um, I was trying to pull up some stuff. I will try to pull it up in the meantime. I predicted every game this season, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, but I can't get it up on my computer right now. So I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I predict a thunder win. So I'll predict a thunder win here. Um, but how, I, how accurate to, have you been so far? That's what I was wondering. I, that, that's what I was trying to get to because I'm pretty sure I'm decent right now. I'm pretty sure I'm decent right now. But I, I have to double check. So I'm going to predict a thunder win. I yeah. will uh, be TBD if I can get it up. In the amount of time it takes to finish this podcast, I will let you know about the actual results of how I've done so far. But I'll predict a Thunder win right now. All right. How about you, Cone? I'm also going to go win. Uh, Ingram didn't play tonight against the Warriors. He's got some knee soreness. They mm. said they're going to have an update tomorrow, so there's a chance he's out against us. And if so, then I think we're in a really good spot. But even if he does play, I trust this team. We beat them in the play-in. Herb Jones has been good at defending Shea, but even still, Shea has gotten his. It feels like mm-hmm. every time we play the Pelicans, 
So yeah, I believe in this team. The Pelicans are really good though. Like with or without Ingram, this is a really good team. Like you said, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. They're big, they're physical between Valanchunas and Zion, who we're going to have to figure out how to slow both those guys. There were all those uh, tweets when Chet was coming to the draft and stuff about how one Zion drive into him and he's going to break in half. We'll Mm -hmm. see how that goes against the Pelicans, but I'm excited. Uh, It's on national TV too. It's a huge game for us. You know, both or were three and one, they're two and one. Their team we're going to be competing with for seeding. So it's a big game. I'm expecting us to come out and match the moment. I think we get a huge national TV win that gets some buzz going for us and we move to four and one. Yeah, Zion versus Chet is a true unstoppable force versus an immovable object. So that'll be fun to see if if those two meet at the rim. Um, Yeah, I'm also going with the win here. You know, keep the good vibes rolling. Um, National TV, um, you know, this is our first one of the year. So sorry, I have a video just opened up on my phone. Sorry about that. I don't know what I don't know what that was. I, just, I immediately looked at the bang, that sounded like a banger song. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I'll see if I can find it for you. I, I went to <laughs> notifications on my phone to check something real quick, and I clicked the bottom of a video because uh, the Twitter app is horrible now, and the mm-hmm. whole platform has been ruined. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm I'm going to win there. Uh, you guys think we see Dub definitely gets the the Zion matchup, right? Like Dort's like obviously strong enough, but like he's too small. Yeah, Dort. Yeah. I, I imagine Dort will get Ingram. Although I wouldn't hate if we put Dort on Zion. I know he's small, but he's like a bit beefier, and we mm-hmm. put Dub on Ingram to give him a little bit more length to deal with. Or I guess I guess we could go with Shea if Ingram plays. Put Shea on Ingram too. That's another option as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, maybe like Dort or Dub on CJ. There's these the Pelicans are one of those teams where it feels like we could go a million different ways with how we match up because they're just a weirdly built team, but yeah, probably, probably dub. So yep. Let's see how it does. All right. And then we play the Warriors on Friday as part of the in season tournament. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll have a new court. We'll have new jerseys. Are the Warriors wearing their jerseys too, or they just wear them at home? I don't know how it works. I don't know if they're going to be wearing their new ones or if it's just, uh, I'll see if I can find a Warriors jersey schedule real quick. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, uh-huh. either way, it's, it's, it's kind of relevant to the result of the game, but uh, the Warriors are also three and one. Curry is looking crazy right now. Uh, Lou Dort, yep. who is our best defender, has always struggled guarding Steph Curry just because you know he's a different type of offensive player that Dort usually uh, excels against. That being said, man, I'm keeping the good times <laughs> rolling. I believe in this Thunder team. We're gonna win this game. Uh, is, is Draymond been back yet? Yeah, Draymond played these Ooh. past two games. Okay, gotcha. That shows you how much attention I paid to the rest of the league. So. Um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm predicting a win here. You know, I think uh, I think Kaysen, you know, this this is an additional prediction. I think Kaysen comes in in some spot minutes or gets some foul trouble early. Kaysen, as a true rookie, comes in and I'm not saying shut down Steph, but guards Steph admirably. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. I did find the Warriors are not wearing their city jerseys against us. They're just wearing their white ones. So that's that. Thank you for um, your research. Yeah. I'm going to say we lose this one. I'm Boom. Maybe that's, that's me trying to not <laughs> curse us by going too optimistic because if I do that, we're going to start losing a lot. But I'll, I'll just say we go ahead and lose this one. Steph has always given us problems. The Warriors look incredible so far. Chris Paul has been great for them. Shout mm-hmm. to the Thunder legend. Yeah, we have some problems against them. And I think if we beat the Pelicans, that's going to be a really physical game that we're going to have to really battle for to win that one. So I, I could see us being kind of worn out after that one. We, 
I don't know. A lot of teams have size that kind of punishes the Warriors because they lack a lot of that with Jay Will and Kemrich Williams. Probably not going to be back for that game. I wouldn't assume so yet, but missing that size, I think could hurt us a little bit. So I'm going to say we end up losing one, but I mean, if we start the season four and two with the schedule that we started with, I think that's phenomenal. One of them was listed as a game time decision today. Uh, Were they? I think it was Kenrich actually. Oh, was he? Oh, if, Ke- if Kenny's back, that is, that's a big. <clears throat> Because yeah. he could even have the revenge game against the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Uh, all right, do you know about you, man? Um, I was able to pull up the entire oh, season. Um, I want to mention I've already missed on the Thunder. I thought they were going to uh, lose the Cavs, mm-hmm. and they won. You have little faith. Boom. Yeah. So I thought they were 2-2 two and two in October. They were 3-1. and one. Um, I got everything else right. So um, I hope that gives me enough credit to reveal the uh, November results. This is what will happen. Uh, this is uh, guaranteed to happen against um, – this is guaranteed to happen. I, I mean, I've, I've crunched the numbers. This is what's going to happen. Um, we will win on Wednesday uh, at home against the Pelicans. So I have that as a win. Um, the next game I have is also a win on Friday. Oh. The Warriors I'm going 2-0 to finish off the week. We are going to lose at home to the Hawks. Um, the Hawks will win. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're on, getting way too in the Monday. future, my friend. And also, just, no. Just absolutely just, just no. Now, this Listen, this is based off hard statistics. Let me just finish off uh-huh. the rest of the month. And then I'll 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 finish off. We will a win against the Cavs at home, November eighth, November tenth. We will uh, lose to the the Kings. We will lose to the Suns, November twelfth. We will win against the Spurs, November fourteenth. Win against the uh, Warriors, November sixteenth. Win against the Warriors, November eighteenth. Win against the or no, sorry, lose against the Blazers, November nineteenth. And uh, I'll tell you right I'll, now, we are, we are not losing that game against the Blazers. The Blazers stink. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, Connor, I know you, you have that's, you put you, a lot of time I, you, you have the crystal ball, you have the crystal ball. My fault, my fault. You're right. You're I, right. I have the Excel spreadsheet. Thank you. Yeah, that's he's already true. done uh, so good this season. That's true. <laughs> three and one, three and one. Uh, and then we will lose to the or sorry, we will win to the Bulls, uh, in our home game on Thanksgiving Eve. I will leave it there. Uh, but yeah, the point is we will win our next two games. Uh, the stats do not lie. My Excel spreadsheet is three and one so far. So can't can't really go against that. So uh, we will win against the Pelicans and the Warriors to finish off the week. That's my prediction. <clears throat> That's the story and it's sticking to it. Um, before we close mm-hmm. the podcast, I just want to give a shout out to uh, all of our best friends. Uh, Nina Stevens turned the big four today uh was that oh she got her signs she got her sign signed by lou dort jalen williams and wendy waters nice um so shout out to nina my best friend can't wait to see nina again january their four is crazy dude yeah no can't wait to see nina andre and all the stevens family and all of you guys in january for the second annual Topic Thunder meetup, uh, we haven't got to talk about it in a, in you know a little bit of time. So again, just want to plug this at the end of the pod. 
Uh, tickets are filling up. You definitely want to grab your ticket before uh, you miss out on that. And we have lower bowl options. We have upper bowl options. As long as you buy a ticket, you have access to the court after the game where we will take a group photo. We'll take a half-court shot for lower-level tickets later in the season. Uh, we're playing the Orlando Magic. It's going to be a fun game. The Magic looked like a lot of fun this year. Um, honestly, it will be a tough matchup because the Magic had a lot of big bodies out there too. So mm-hmm. um, it, it'll be a really fun game, competitive game. And, uh, you know, we'll have the meetup at the parlor once again before the game. Um, you know, we had like 30, 40 people there last year. It was a really good time, really good food. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see you guys. Can't wait to see my brothers once again and just marvel at how tall everybody is in person compared to expectation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an absolute blast. You don't want to miss out. The tweet is still pinned on our Twitter, correct? Social media comments for Matt Tierney? Yes, sir. All right, yeah, the tweet is still pinned there. I'm probably going to do a plug tweet this week as well that I will send to the guys to also plug, especially the guy that has 80,000 followers on Twitter. So um, we will get that out there. Do not miss out. Uh, it's a, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a once in a lifetime event, but it's pretty dang close. It's pretty, dang it's pretty close. close. It's pretty close. Get out um, there. But yeah, with that being said, that is all we have for today. Uh, we will probably, you know, we've been trying to get a post game pod out. Um, you know, I don't know how feasible it's going to be that we're going to get them out every night that we have a game. Every maybe. Game. I mean, hey, maybe maybe it happens that I record the morning after, or somebody records the morning after, and we get it out that next day. But we will have post game content for the rest of the year, and uh, we are working on some stuff. We got some stuff coming up uh, in the works um, that we're working on some stuff and. We're working on it, so definitely pay attention to that. Um, Yeah, again, we play Wednesday. We'll have some post-game content for that. Thursday, the return of the Tylers from No Seamless comes on. Guys, I don't know if you know this. The Thunder are playing great, but we have the potential to have three lottery picks this year of picks that are not ours, so they're going to give us a crash course into the NBA draft and also talk about their teams, the Boston Celtics, Minnesota Timberwolves, and, of course, our team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, because the No Ceilings is offering NBA content this year. So definitely uh, excited to talk to them about that once again. And, yeah, then we'll be right back at it again on Friday night talking about the Thunder going on a three-game win streak, beating the Golden State Warriors on their new not-weird home floor in their beautiful Navy City Edition jerseys. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder Run. Thunder Run. Good job, Tyranny. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder Up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. 
Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.